Season 2, Episode 5. Our new yet ancient moral philosophy for healthcare needs first to be recognized as an ancient moral philosophy for healthcare. Its concepts are as ancient as many of our writings in the history of human medical thought. Its definition of newness is only due to the recognition that it may be new to us. This new moral philosophy is conceived as an holistic, symmetrical bioethic. This ethic draws deeply from Aristotle's ethics, yet also from Thomas Aquinas and John Wesley. Our, quote, new, unquote, philosophy is formulated as four sets of symmetrical pairs. These are in dynamic equilibrium with each other. The presentation of four symmetrical sets is not meant to be an end to the conversation, but a beginning. We trust that future scholars will discern and present many more possible sets of pairs or more complex groupings in the future and correct these ideas of any errors. Right now, we cautiously begin with four. First, care and attachment. We begin with the assertion that a principle is missing from the standard presentation of many medical ethics texts, including the Beecham and Childress text. Care. Beecham and Childress place care in the virtue ethics section of their text. Five focal virtues, such as compassion, are developed to inform the virtue of care. We believe that we should start with the principle of care. To effect a first principle, one must recognize that the first principle must be self-evident. This is a crucial criteria of a primary principle. The principle of care is self-evident because there would be no human being without care. Therefore, there is no humanity without care. The care of someone, primarily the mother, is key to the success of every human being. Therefore, it is self-evident that the first principle of medical ethics is care. We find support in our assertion in the formation of the principles of medical ethics by the American Medical Association. These principles begin with an expectation of care. Quote, A physician shall be dedicated to providing competent medical care with compassion and respect for human dignity and rights. The principle of care is then supported by the virtues of compassion and respect. In the nine AMA principles, care is explicitly referred to four times. All nine principles influence care. 
care needs to be the first principle of medical ethics. However, care is best understood in its relationship to its symmetrical pair, detachment. A healthcare professional has a duty to aid another person, care, in dynamic equilibrium with one's duty to withhold care in triage situations, detachment. Caring is a primary virtuous activity for the healthcare professional. However, we must ask ourselves how we develop a caring person. A fundamental aspect of engaging in care for a patient is that it is equally virtuous to detach from care when appropriate. Healthcare begins with a healthcare professional agreeing to initiate care. Healthcare ends with the detachment of the healthcare professional from the patient, at least temporarily, if not permanently. The duty to care must also be a duty one leans into, even if it is painful. However, when appropriate, the virtue of detaching well must always be considered and eventually activated. The development of the caring person in healthcare comes from a myriad of experiences of aiding another person, even if the episode is painful, and then using wisdom to know when the aid must be withdrawn and the professional detaches from the patient. Some people may be genetically predisposed or environmentally nurtured into being a caring person. However, all people can habituate over time to develop the principle of care by struggling to aid others whenever possible and wisely deciding to withdraw whenever necessary. This method becomes a practical way to develop the principle of care. While care emphasizes the individual, detachment from one individual with excessive needs to serve many more with modest needs requires a practical weighting of positive and negative results, an act loosely defined as utility in philosophy. Emphasizing interdependence is a virtue of serving the community. A pandemic demands that individuals become subservient to the community. Every individual who needs care must abide by the decisions of others who only have a limited amount of care to be offered. Following the pandemic, a return to a lean into care of all will occur as the care offering institution returns to its mission. Second, autonomy and interdependence. Once we have initiated care in a healthcare setting, 
consideration of the patient's autonomy must be afforded. Autonomy, simply defined as self-rule, is in dynamic equilibrium with its symmetrical pair of interdependence, ruled with and by others. This equilibrium oscillates between these two ideas. For those whom society has assumed to be fully competent, autonomy must be fully offered. In a healthcare setting, when information is asymmetrical, with professionals usually holding much information and the patient usually holding little, the healthcare professional must offer as much information as is required for the patient to participate actively in the planning and flow of care. Autonomy demands offering adequate power to the patient so that health care remains in the control of the patient. The affirmation of autonomy then expects formal informed consent, often a legal document that defines treatment and the risks of that treatment. For those whom society has deemed to be incompetent, placing the patient in a healthy setting of interdependence is also a virtuous action. A surrogate for the patient is defined by the surrounding legal system, and the surrogate represents the patient's interests in the planning and approval of any health care plan. A human being's life begins with full interdependence, usually transitions to full autonomy, and in most cases returns to interdependence. Wisdom is required by the healthcare professional to maximize the autonomy of the individual at any stage of life, even if that action is painful. The healthcare professional must lean into autonomy even if it is painful to the degree that competence demands. Yet the problems with autonomy in healthcare do not end here. Autonomy with its expectation of self-rule runs counter to the need for society to have individuals who focus on others. Religious and service institutions often help guide individuals who become other-centered instead of self-centered. Religious-based healthcare systems struggle with the emphasis on autonomy, which often runs counter to its mission. The emphasis on autonomy can be seen to create some individualistic patients who become tyrants in healthcare settings. Autonomy represents an ideal principle that can lead to individual tyranny. Autonomy set as a symmetrical pair with interdependence reduces the risk of an unhealthy outcome of individual or surrogate-based tyranny. During a pandemic, a shift away from autonomy to a lean toward interdependence is required. The community needs dominate 
individual desires for care. The rule of the individual to expect care must be subsumed into the community's available resources for care. Following the pandemic, a return to a lean into autonomy is required as the power of paternalism, a defect of previous healthcare eras, is likely to return. End of episode 5. Join us next time while we consider the next two symmetrical pairs beneficence and non maleficence, righteous indignation and justice. Join us.